You're about to listen to Kelly Martin Speaks. I'm your host, Kelly, and the author of When Everyone Shines But You, a mental health and self-acceptance blogger and a recovering darkness addict. I have experienced intense anxiety, deep depression and life trauma, but I'm coming out of the other side now. Darkness was a comfort zone for me for a long time, and it felt safer than the light. So in this podcast, I share with you my journey into the light and how I move through challenge in an empowering way. I'll share with you tools and nurturing ways to embrace your humanity. I was once a shy, scared introvert, afraid to speak, but that's all changing. Let's take this journey together and learn to fly. Hi there, welcome back to Kelly Martin Speaks. I'm your host, Kelly Martin, and this is episode 85. Now, this week I'm going to talk about dropping the need to punish ourselves for failing or making mistakes in life. Now, the mystic teacher Osho says, when we punish ourselves for our failures by feeling guilty, we can get locked into a cycle of despair and hopelessness that robs us of our clarity about ourselves and the situations we encounter. You are absolutely okay as you are. And it is absolutely natural to go astray from time to time. Now, how many of you listening can relate to this? I know I can. As some of you may know, I have written books on this topic, but like many, I'm still going through my own journey about failure and what success really means to me. I think it can be easy, especially if we've had a toxic childhood or early life trauma, to punish ourselves when things we perceive go wrong. We may also fall into the trap of addictions like alcohol or substance abuse and and in our recovery process feel guilt when we fall off the wagon or we go astray, as Osho said. I think I've punished myself a lot for failing. Even when others would point out those things I think are failures as not failures at all. My early life programming is still unravelling and because of this, I do struggle with being kind when I make mistakes or something I'm involved in does not appear to work out the way that my ego mind expected it to. And how do we punish ourselves for our perceived failures? Well, we often don't try again because we're afraid of failing, or we resist change in some way. And we can also, like I have, we can get locked into what I call a death cycle. One where you feel you don't want to be here anymore. So you circle around these thoughts like, what's the point? I don't matter, or nobody cares anyway. 
I think many of us feel guilt and we don't recognize why we feel guilt. We may feel guilty for not living how we think that we ought to be living right now. We may feel guilty for not living up to expectations that we currently cannot meet. We may feel guilty for wasting our lives away, or or so we think. Guilt is a heavy emotion, be it in a religious sense when we feel guilty of sin in some way, to simply feeling guilty for not living up to our, our highest potential. And really, what is our highest potential? And what on earth makes us put such incredible pressure on ourselves to live up to this? Who made up the story of what potential is and who we are meant to be? This past week, I wrote a blog post called Who Am I When I'm Not Helping Others? It was an eye-opening question I received in a recent death cycle. And prior to this question, I'd been having suicidal thoughts again. I was triggered by something in life deeply and it spiralled me into a long period of non-stop crying, rocking back and forth and generally thinking I was having a mental breakdown. Now I've known depression in my life. I've known sorrow and sadness and fear and anxiety. But this was an incredible depth of pain coming up for me. Again, I was defining who I was through the lens of programming, of who my ego mind thought I ought to be right now in my life. It was once again looking at lack and things not working. It was once again... Listening to the noise and pain voices saying that I was worthless, pointless and what I do in life is a waste of space. I've known these voices my whole life and anyone who tells you it is easy to release and reframe such deep voices within has never experienced this. Now, I've spent a long time looking at the lies in these voices, bringing love and compassion to myself. But still, sometimes they come up very loudly and these voices are my own voices of punishment that I've been given myself for my own perceived failures. Now, instead of looking at how much I've grown and learned... I've been looking at what I lack and how I feel blocked or stuck in certain areas. This frustrating voice of, oh, here we go again, (laughs) same old shit, different day, rings loudly and clearly. And failure, in my eyes, feels like my soul is being crushed. Even though Every mistake or project that has not reached resolution may be a stepping stone to who I am or who I am becoming. It still hurts when it happens. And it can leave an ongoing residue inside that feels icky and painful to me. 
And I hear so many people say, you know, if you fail at something, just get back up and dust yourself down. But for some of us, if we've had what we perceive to be countless failures, it can be really hard to do so. I think what can feel most crushing is when we no longer make mistakes and learn from them, but instead we see those mistakes, those perceived failures, as a reason we are failures. We don't separate the action from the actual being that we are. My best friend Michael has said to me in the past when he was parenting two teenagers that he would never say he didn't love them or that they were wrong. He would separate the doing from the person, so instead it would be, I love you, but I do not accept your actions, or I love you, but I cannot tolerate your behaviour, and I think this is where we need to speak to our inner children in the same way. And what we often do when we punish ourselves for mistakes or failures is we become our behaviour or our actions. We believe that we did not only do wrong, but we became wrong. And this is what can be a very toxic and soul-destroying way to be with our sometimes fragile humanity. When we label ourselves a failure, this is when the suffering sets in. Now I've labelled myself a failure, I know I have, from the way I feel about my life and myself. If a business fails or we were going to, we fall off the wagon, if a relationship ends or we lose our job, these things are mistakes or changes taking place. These are not reasons to label myself a failure. And often we label as failure, but instead it may simply be a pivotal leaping off point for some change needed or a shift in perception required. It's not an end, it's simply a trigger for letting go and embracing what is. Oftentimes it's not a failure, but that we have failed expectations instead. We expected a relationship to work out. We expected our business to grow and flourish. We expected to remain sober or off drugs. Those expectations became pressure sources instead of leaping off points. Instead of beating ourselves up by saying, I'm worthless or useless, or even I am bad for failing, we can instead become more compassionate and gentler and say, no, I'm hurting or I'm learning, I'm growing. When failure knocks at the door, instead of turning it away, we give it an opportunity to teach us. We become curious about its nature. We learn to stop blaming ourselves or others and, and we simply have compassion for the part of us in pain or hurting and we get help. We get support. We find new ways of tackling the feelings when they surface. Now in dharmawisdom.org, Philip Moffat said, 
lingering disappointment comes about because there is a tendency to transform your loss into a story instead of accepting it as an event. This is not in itself such a problem. But there are usually two errors that arise with the story making. First is the creation of a false identity, a you that is solid and never changing, that is continually reinforced by the story. And just by observing yourself closely, you can see that this isn't true and that your ego is really comprised of a group of personalities which are constantly changing. The second error is that the story making can create the illusion that your loss is a fresh event when it's actually something that has passed. These two errors combine to lock you into a a ghost-like state in which there is no freedom. The Buddha taught that you have to actively work to see through these errors and to realise that there is no continuing, unchanging person and no experience that is still happening. Philip goes on to say that maybe you had a disappointment in your childhood that you've carried around for decades. Perhaps it was the way you were raised or something harmful that shaped your life. Maybe your disappointment is more recent, the loss of a loved one, a failed relationship or a major disease. No matter how disappointing or horrible it was, it is over now, like a tree that grows on the side of a mountain and is bent and shaped by heavy winds. You have been formed as you now are by this and other events of your life. Let the experience go. Allow it to have its death in the flow of time. For it is a natural part of time. Allow its death to be the fertiliser for what you cultivate in the life that has left you. I think this bears remembering that whatever we feel we failed at or that we are a failure for experiencing has gone. It is past. It is when we linger in the memory and dwell on the past mistakes as a reason not to move forward, to resist change and to try and escape rebirth. This is when we suffer the most. When we believe we are our past, that nothing can change. When we believe we are immovable, solid objects, we are then buying into an illusion. If we can look at our past, no matter how many failures it appears to be littered with, it could be one or two, or like me, it could feel like all your life has been a story of failure. But that's the thing about stories, they can be changed. And what you have written and lived has gone now. You get to choose a new story. I'm not saying it's going to be easy for you, but I'm saying that it can happen. You are not alone in this, because I'm on this journey with you too. Thanks for listening to this episode of Kelly Martin Speaks. And I appreciate 
you bearing with me? I've got a bit of a cold right now, so my voice is a bit shaky. If you have a question or topic you're struggling with and would like me to answer an upcoming podcast episode, please get in touch. Your name will be confidential. Email me at kellymartinspeaks at gmail.com or message me on Facebook via my page, Kelly Martin Speaks. And don't forget, if you feel that others are passing you by and the not good enough voice is screaming loudly, pop by kellymartin.co.uk to find out all about my books, including book one, When Everyone Shines But You. You can also support my channel via my podcast page on my website, kellymartinspeaks.co.uk via PayPal or buy me a coffee via coffee. Until next time, bye for now. You've been listening to my podcast, Kelly Martin Speaks. I'd really appreciate your feedback. If you're listening on iTunes, please give me a review. It helps me be seen and heard by those that need it. You can also follow me on kellymartinspeaks.co.uk where you can read my blogs, find out about my book series and subscribe to my monthly newsletter. I'm also all over social media, so search for me via Kelly Martin Speaks on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. I'll speak to you next week. Bye.